0: Welcome to the Recap, part of Pastoring Out Loud, where we recap the previous week's sermon. Nathan, uh, thanks for preaching. Uh, Give us an overview, 60 seconds, what's Genesis 42 about?
1: Yeah, Genesis 42, uh, it's kind of midway through the story of the life of Joseph. So it was really exciting to kind of get this crossroads where we've been looking at Joseph for the last three chapters, and all of a sudden, we jump back and we're brought back to Jacob and his brothers. And it's this coming together of Joseph and his brothers and a lot of fulfillment of dreams that had happened. The famine is taking place. The brothers come and have their first bowing before him. Uh, We see this juxtaposing of fear, the fear that Jacob and his brothers have versus this fear of the Lord that Joseph has. And then we just see this overarching uh, fulfillment and this, uh, faithful God who is fulfilling his promises all along the way, kind of a central theme that we've had in Genesis of, uh, God doing that for his people so that they can be in his place, enjoying his presence.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God's people in God's place with his presence is the yeah. whole story of Genesis. Uh, any initial observations or thoughts, Stacy or Nick? <clears throat> I-, I thought you did a great job. Um, you packed a lot in, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what were the what were the main fulfillments that you talked about? Yeah, yeah.
1: so the uh, the fulfillments that happened, it was connected to um the the dreams is what I talked about. So well, two of them were the dreams. So one was the fulfillment of that there would be a famine, that there was this famine that would happen and mm-hmm. connected it to the fact that, um, it was the Lord showing this pagan nation and this pagan god king, as the Egyptians would have viewed him, that his word is true, um, the assurance that what he said is coming about. Uh, and Then there was a fulfillment of the brothers that were coming to uh, bow before him. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, third fulfillment was hearkening back all the way to Genesis uh, like 15 or 16, where God promised to Abraham that they would end up leaving the promised land for a season, but would return, uh, because the sins of the Amorites had not been complete yet. So it was, uh, those were the kind of the things that we saw in, in that passage.
0: What would you say to someone who would say to you, this sounds like an awful lot like other things. Why are our sermons so repetitive? (laughs) What would you say about that?
1: Uh, I would say there's themes in the scriptures that are repetitive, and that's the oh, beautiful thing. Oh, blame God. <laughs> and, oh, I see. It's okay. God can mm-hmm. take it. <laughs> he has a plan. He has a purpose literally for his word. That was one of the key things that I gave as kind of an application and takeaway was the the word of God is there to guide us. And so when we see those repetitive natures, it's the Lord affirming again and again and again. I am up to something. I am showing you something. There is a repetitive nature to this. But when it's a promise as strong and as sure as what we have seen so far in Genesis, we need that repetitive nature. We need to be reminded week in and week out of those promises. Mm-hmm.
0: And especially within a book, you know, we're preaching through Genesis, through a book. And so there's going to be, with the same author, there's going to be themes that he's communicating all the way through. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, <clears throat> right. right. I, I actually wasn't there. That's so I okay. missed it, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. But I did hear that some of the teens, especially were really keyed in, you know, maybe because of just being their youth pastor or like just someone different. Um, so that's encouraging. But I was wondering maybe you address this in your sermon, but why do we think that God kind of slowed the story down to go through this, like the brothers back and forth back and forth, you know, for the next, how many chapters? like, yeah, why highlight? This story.
1: Yeah, I I didn't directly tackle that, but in studying it, why I think it happened is it is this coming together. We are beginning to see after, I mean, we really don't know how far into the famine his brothers came to him. Mm -hmm. So, anywhere from 15 plus years of his life since he left them. And what we have is this is the beginning of this transition. The nation of Israel is going to move to Egypt eventually, which we're going to see. And then it's going to be this incubation period where they're going to grow into this large nation. And so I think why we slow down is we're seeing this culmination of these People coming together. You have Joseph, who we've looked at for three chapters now. We see his life, we see his love for the Lord. He recognizes God has been faithful with him all throughout his life, even in the naming of his sons, which we looked at the week before. And then we have Daniel next week, who's going to look at a little bit further where we look at, um, I know some of the promises with Judah. I'm not going to steal your thunder on that one, but it's these people and individual stories that are coming together. And it's like the end of Genesis. And then we're going to head into this transition of hundreds of years where the nation all of a sudden grows into this great people. And it's the Lord showing us
0: these individual people's stories coming together. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask a preteen who's present with us in the youth group if he has any questions. So any questions? Yeah. Oh, hi, (laughs) preteen. Hi. Uh, What what (laughs) questions might you have?
1: Um. So Nathan, um,
0: so did you um, focus on this sermon to, um, did you focus on it since you're the youth pastor on teens or just general audience in general?
1: Uh, That's a good question. Uh, Mm -hmm. For myself, I'm always, when I'm teaching you or anybody in the youth, I want to teach the same biblical truths no matter who's listening. And I try to teach it in a way where, if I know teenagers, preteens can understand it, I know the adults can understand it as well. And I think we have a lot of uh, opportunities when, when we're teaching to take the real big, deep biblical truths and still teach them in a way where we're not shying away from teaching you or your friends or my own children those biblical truths. We're trying to still teach those, those big picture truths in a way that you understand it, knowing that everybody else is going to understand it as well.
0: You did keep uh, asking for interaction. like <laughs> I a youth did. Pastor would. I did. Uh, kind of over over the time. I it's, think it was good. Is, is that something good. that other people should do too? I think they should. I oh, think.
1: Okay. I, I know in a couple weeks Bruce is going to be preaching, and he <laughs> asked me if he should dig each, into it.
0: Each according to their own personality. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Come on, guys, interact. We're not. With me. We're not the worship force. pastor. <laughs> <laughs> My guys interact with me. I'm the membership pastor. It doesn't exactly. That, that <laughs> is a little
1: bit more youth pastory. We do have a lot of bantering back and forth in youth group when I'm teaching. I mean, you didn't pull out like,
0: you know, a Mountain Dew and like a <laughs> sock and say like, this is kind of what it's like right now for Jacob. He's kind no. of chugging a Mountain Dew through a dirty sock. <laughs> no. No. no camp's next week okay, when that camp. happens. Yeah. Oh, that better not happen. That I happen. hope not I either. I will hear about it. Any other observations about uh, the sermon or the text? I mean, you just, you gave several personal, like practical application takeaways. If you were going to say, what's the main application takeaway from this passage? What did you, what did you say?
1: Yeah, the, 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 main one that I was hoping would land on people, um, was the connection of, God is being faithful, Um, and the one verse that I went to from from the New Testament was being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus our Lord, this reminder that he is the faithful one, even if we feel like we're hanging on by a thread and we can barely muster up the words to say, I believe, but help my unbelief it's okay. He's the one who has the sure and steady grasp on us. He is the one who will fulfill what he has promised he will do.
0: That is good news indeed. Yes, it is. Amen. Nathan, thanks again for preaching. Yeah.